Broadcasting in HD Radio. Worldwide. 24 365. Mobile app powered. Giddy Loud Radio. I'd be on the show. Why would you let you be on the show? Anyone can call for the show. You need to go somewhere. Anyone. It's not about. Hey, Auntie, who asked you to enter this conversation? It's a dialogue that elicits emotion, sparks a reaction, and forces you to take action. It's the what the heck went rants. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the What the Heck Man Rants on Gigi Lounge Radio. I was for real as always reporting to do my duty in the microphone and I got one question and one question only. I want to know what's happening. Take a moment to center yourself and ask yourself that all important question. How are you doing? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you glad? Are you happy to be alive? Are you, I don't know, feeling funky? Are you hoping, crawling, waiting for the 15th of the month when you can get paid and you can, your life can have some meaning? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another edition of the, you know, What the Heck Man Rant Show on Giddy Lounge Radio. Um, Adi Wisferil is here. Um, Sasha is on vacation today, um, so you would not be hearing from her today, not because she don't love us, but because she's just not here. Um, Tolani should be joining us soon, and I am not here by myself. Obviously, that means that it's just the guys today. You guys are hanging out with the guys. Um, so it is myself, the wordsmith, and Dio Nintendo is over there. Dio, what's popping? Yo, what's up, bro? How you doing? Uh, yeah, I hope everybody's having a good time. You know, I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Uh, I hope they, everybody got what they wanted to get done this weekend. But you know, enough about the weekend. Uh, it's Monday. Let's get back to the money, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Um, what'd you do this weekend, actually? Since we're... Um, actually, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get my weekend stuff now because I get this question every week. So <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready now. Uh, I we shot a video. I shot a video oh. uh, with my with a music group that we interviewed on my podcast. So nice. it, I was like representing my podcast in a video. So that was dope. It was nice to be a part of that. I, I haven't been in a video shoot before, so it was awesome. Wow. Yeah. I was my that was the highlight of my weekend. So nice, nice. I didn't do shit this weekend. What did I do on Saturday? I was trying to think. I thought I did some fun, but I I don't know if I did. no. I, oh, the Premier League was back, so yeah. I watched I watched a lot of games, but that was about it. I don't I didn't do shit. I mean, I had church on Sunday, but nothing nothing too crazy. Um, yeah. For all the girls that uh, have uh, boyfriends that are Arsenal fans, yeah, sorry, you know he's not he's not in the best of moods right now. He's okay. Just give him time. <laughs> He needs time to recuperate. Maybe next week he'll be better, you know, hopefully. So yeah, I, just just take care of him, okay? I think I think that's actually funny because I don't know what I would do if I was like in a relationship with a woman that didn't understand <laughs> the importance of like supporting my team and what right. that like the effects that has on you. Right. Like you know, like nothing. I've, I don't think there's anything I hate more than a woman being like, "Ah, yeah. it's not just FIFA, or it's not just Yo. soccer, or something." You know, ah. the, you, know, you know, the worst is when like I mean, my guys, right? And she's there, and my guys, like maybe I'm playing against my guy, maybe in FIFA or something like that, and he's beating me, and she's there laughing like it's just jokes. <laughs> nah, 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 I can't take that. Nah, you can't, you can't, I can't take that. You have to understand. That's on my side. I actually have a rule. Like, first of all, I don't like. I don't like to be on FaceTime with Bay when I am, you know, playing FIFA. No. I don't like to, when I'm in relationships. Like, it's like, you have to understand, like, if you don't support my team, we're not together. Right. You are, you are <laughs> like, we're, like, we're That's roommates. It. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Like, I'm going to need you to get your shit right. So, you know, but like this weekend, you know, glad my team won. So I have to go through all of that. Um, opened up. Oh, lucky what? We, lucky. Like we, we we lost our concentration at the end of the game. That's the okay. reason why. But we like we're up. So you With know, your boring style 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 of football. Please, we have want, okay. when was the last time you won a title? <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, okay. But you know, we out here. We out here doing that. Um, shout out to um Emma Naira who um delivered twins this week. Kend, um, hmm. a boy and a girl. I did not know she was pregnant. My mom, baby, I didn't know that too. So you know, I think now everybody in the entertainment community is trying to figure out who the daddy is. I don't know. What, we we ever get to a point where people just like be like, oh, congrats, and like just let them be or let like, them be right. But I ain't. I'm I'm not gonna lie to when you said she's pregnant. I was like, ah, who's the father? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think. But I think. Well, I was more curious because like. I was like, is it an artist too, or you know, is this somebody outside? Like that. The, but then after that, I was like, mm. but you know, some people would be like, they be doing yeah. digging and like yeah. trying to do, um, you know, uh, what's it called, detective to figure out who yeah. the daddy is. Like, right. you know, I don't know. Um, I did actually brought up a good point, and and she said, 
what if she has her own team? Like, let me let me be let me be honest. Like, if I date a woman and like she has her own team, like AC Milan or something, like before, and she's like been supporting them for years, like that's fine. My own is just like if you're one of those like I'm on the fence kind of fans, yeah. like when we start dating, you are adopting my team because yeah. I am more into like it's like. It's like you like loving. I don't know what show can I use an example. Um, like you love your character and loving hip hop, and I'm like, no, I love the ab- absolute opposite person that you love or whatever. <laughs> like you know, that's just I don't know. That's the most I can think of right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, so what else happened over the weekend that was noteworthy? Azealia Banks pissed somebody off today or something. She did something else uh, again. Um, so that's standard. Did she cry this time? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she cried um she she said she was at um elon elon musk's house um elon musk's house i should say Musk. it was musk's elon musk the ceo of tesla um okay. and you know he was scrounging for investors um but you know that was that was i don't know i don't know how true that is but you know People like she likes to run her mouth a lot. Um, Nicki Minaj dropped an album last week or late last week, um, and apparently everybody has quotables and this, that, and the third till God knows when. Um, and there were like enough memes about Nicki Minaj is dragging everyone and this and that. I'm just like, I can't remember the last time I actually listened to a like a Nicki Minaj That's all gonna ask solo. Me, like, were you ever big on Nicki Minaj music? I, you know, I was in the very, very beginning. Like, like when Nicki Minaj was still like, like Nicki. Like when she was like, ah, I think about the song yeah, that yeah, I liked back my then. Song. Um, what I think about it is uh, super bad. Oh yeah, that was that was yeah, that's my shit. <laughs> um, but it wasn't even like I think it was. It was one of those like Roman when she was still ha- when she still had her alter ego. Um, that well, I mean, not that she still had when it was it was more pronounced, I guess. Um, but it was like it was a YouTube video. The first time I ever heard about her was a, it was a YouTube video where she dropped this song where she was like rapping. Um, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna have to see if I can go find it. But um yeah at that point I was like yo like she's dope and like on some other features that she was on and then after a while it was like uh yeah I don't know what's going on <laughs> like she just started to, like for me it was like uh this is like not it no more mm-hmm. um but yeah you know that happened um but yeah Files is going to sue um he's cl- he's threatening to sue the Nigerian <laughs> broadcasting company um because they are i guess they 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 find a company for playing a radio station for playing his song um this weekend so he what song what song this is nigeria oh okay yeah and he was like you know yeah um he said i guess they gave him a reason why they said it was vulgar and he was like you guys are idiots because there's nothing right. vulgar about this. Um, but you know, he was like, "I talked to my lawyer," and you and you know, you know, Files was being serious because he used his British accent. He was, like, <laughs> he was like, "Fuck this niggas." 
um yeah so that happened um and i think the the quote of the week um between last week and this week obviously is nadem de roshos so um (laughs) gentlemen out there podcast gang um if anyone is out here trying to you know rush you into what the fuck ever just let them know you know no they rush us oh one african music fest was this weekend too um and apparently whiskey shut it down um because his performance was dope um but yeah you know shout out to everyone that's supporting Afrobeats and shout out to everyone that's supporting nigerian music and african artists and all that good stuff and shout out to everybody that made it out to new york i actually went to the very first one in new york what now three years ago um or two years ago and um yeah i've always like they've done the one in london now they don't want to dubai um done, so this is the second one they do one in houston um you know so like shout out to everyone and it's always like packed so shout out to folks who are always out there supporting this stuff um on today's show we're going to be talking about um something that is really pertinent to um a lot of conversations um it comes up a lot more than you would think and in a lot of different ways i think social media right now has you know allowed it to get to a point where we're always hearing seeing something there used to be a time when you just heard about like shitty pastors for example or shitty like you know religious practices but now it's like there's always a video somewhere or a voice note or something um so we are asking the very um i guess grand question of do you believe that religion is ruining the world um yes so it sorry before i go back into the question shout out to nins for figuring it out it was the itty bitty piggy nikki that's the the ah what's the one? i can't remember this but i know that line is in the song basically um anyways for anyone that knows it that can look it up please do um and yeah i i wanted to you know so we're going to talk about it like do you believe that religion is fucking everything up um if not what are your you know what are your arguments to arguments against it what are your arguments for it um we'll talk through all of it today on today's show the lines are going to be open feel free to call us tell us your stories tell us your experiences all that good stuff um but yeah, we're going to take a very, very short break. Make sure you've poured yourself a glass of wine that your pastor knows nothing about. Um, and um, we'll get right into it once we get back. It's the Rant Show. It's Getting Lounge Radio. Your life, your music. Don't go nowhere because if you do, I will find you. And then it's be problematic for you. And, you know, sorry. Why does that sound like I'm threatening people? Um, <laughs> it's the Rant Show. It's Getting Lounge Radio. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Never followed you. Damn. 
I got a real chick, not just a blue chick. She got used to lame shit, but we don't do that. I put her on some gang shit, now she gang gang. Whoa, got the bus down, rolling in the same chain. Got a heart on my Cuban, I ain't Cuban. Yeah, she baby, but I don't trust her, I ain't stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Still listening to the rant shows, getting on his radio. And it was for real, is here. Dio Nintendo is over there on the other side. So, Dio, do you believe What's that up? religion is ruining the world? Uh, I don't know about ruining the world, but uh, because I personally don't believe in religion, you know, and, and I but I believe it has a function in, in society, you know, like I feel like it gives its believers like a sense of solidarity. Okay. You know, uh, and I also think it gives them like uh, some hope, you know, to uh, it's well, in the, in that same breath, I would also say it can also be seen as oppressive to certain groups uh, like the LBGT community. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the sense that, you know, because it's against, well, people believe the religion is against uh those kind of sexual orientations and uh mm-hmm. it can also be seen as oppressive to women as a whole because you know um it, it tells them what to wear uh what they can and cannot do and all that type of stuff so i'm kind of on the fence with the whole religion thing uh, sometimes like again i see it as a fun, like it, it gives it's a there's a function for it you know and there's a reason why we should have religion in society but at the same time, I there, I have conflicts with religion. Okay, um, I guess before I answer, I want to ask our listeners out there. Oh shit! I realized I didn't ask. Um, I didn't ask our checking question. Sorry, guys. Um, what? Because the checking question is: It is now August, and officially in America, summer ends in a couple of weeks. Um, so what is one thing that you're still hoping to get in before the end of the summer? Um, for me, I haven't gone to a beach. <laughs> I haven't gone to a beach. Oh. Um, and I live in fucking California. Oh, my God. Um, 
But yeah, I haven't I haven't gone to the beach and I haven't written this is gonna sound really bad. I haven't written anything in my book. Oh. Anything towards my book this summer. Wow. Saying that out loud, I feel like shit. Um, so I need to do better before the end of the of the summer. Um, what about you, Dad? Um, actually, this summer has been good. You know, um, I didn't do everything I planned to do in the sense that maybe what I haven't planned to do wasn't supposed to be really. Because I remember when we were talking about uh, what we wanted to do in the sex episode, that which was right when the summer started. I was like, oh man, this summer. Man, all the girls will know my name. Everybody, I'm just giving them look for look for <laughs> up and down. But you know, it didn't pan out that way at all. You know, it was more of a summer that I focused on myself, and and uh, I read a lot of I read some books. You know, I'm still reading books, and you know, and I and I also did summer school like for the first time. Like I don't really do summer school. I always skip summer, so I was happy I did that and. You know, I fasted a little bit, so I didn't have as much fun as I probably would have wanted. But at the same time, I I feel like I progressed a little bit this summer and I got a lot of productive stuff done. So, yeah. Fair, fair, fair comment. Um, Yeah, now that you say that, like, I think probably the only thing that was a win for me this summer is I got to read a little bit more. Um, I've fallen off in the last week and a half or so, so I need to get back on that. Also, like, I've been very diligent this summer in terms of, like, fitness. Um, I haven't been to the gym in a week, but that's because I've been nursing a shoulder injury, not because, like, not because I got lazy or anything. Um, but yeah, so I just need to get back on that and, um, I'll be good. Um... Yeah, so to answer the question, um, I think the question I also want to ask our listeners is, like, what does religion mean to you, right? Um, so go ahead and use the hashtag The Rant Show from wherever it is that you're listening from. You let us know what does religion mean to you. Also, if you're a first-time listener, please um, shout us out, give us a wave, let us know so we can shout you out as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say um, I don't think... On overall, I don't think religion is ruining the world because I feel like kind of like the problem with ethnocentrism where we like always like we're pigeonholed. We see our only our own problems or we think our own problems are more magnified than everybody else. Right. I think if you look at religion across the world, it all has different problems. But like Africans are just like worse at it <laughs> than like anybody else, um, because like. You know, and we're going to go into different, like, um, we're going to look into different, like, angles or different parts of it. Because, like, first of all, we're going to talk about, like, self-ahead religion and that African mentality of, like, everything in religion must be hard. Um, we're going to talk about, like, motivational pastors, quote-unquote, your favorite ones, the ones you watch on YouTube. Um, we're going to talk about religion and morality and, like, how, like... If there's a dis, if there's a disconnect between like religion and your morality, like that could be a proof of a problem. Religious involvements in politics, like all of that shit. So like we're gonna dissect all of that together today. Um, but I would say overall, I think even in the ways that seem really bad for a lot of people, it gives people a sense of security. 
right? Now, and the reason I say that is, like, think about, like, let's use Nigeria, for example, because we love to pick on Nigeria. But, like, think of how, how bad, like, how bad the country is for people that live in the country. Like, the average person is what I'm saying, right? And if those, if that average person did not have something bigger than themselves to hold on to, right? I feel like we lose so many more people. And the reason I say that is, for example, today there was a video released on, I think it was on Viral Trends um, on, on Twitter. They released a video of these five men that were arrested by SARS five years ago. SARS. You know, and and like the end SARS, whatever, police people, is that, that one, this is chair that is from Kotonu. Um, and they just released them. They never tried the men. They never went to court. Nothing. They've been in jail for five years. So the man that was in the video, like, he was sitting next to his mom and he kept talking about how, you know, he felt like like she was like basically going to lose it. Like if she didn't have something to hold on to, you know. So I feel like for people like that, that's like that's like something to, like if she didn't have something that she was like hoping like God would help out or something. Yeah, I definitely think it gives like I said, it gives people hope like for them to keep going. You know, because like a lot of people need that extra strength that they, they need to believe in something that they think that, OK, they want they need to believe in something so they can push on. You understand? Yeah. So they are, they need to uh, go ahead and like uh, what am I trying to say here? Like, like, you know, like in the Bible and the most religions, they make you believe in God and God would do this for you and that. And like so a lot of people believe that and. It gives them hope, and, uh, and especially in time of maybe sickness or whatever. Like during that time when some people are struggling, they need that sense of hope. So, and religion gives that to people. So, in that sense, uh, religion is definitely needed. Sami, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Do do we go on break? No, no, no. You good? Um, I was hearing what you were saying, but I don't think that. I mean, is that a bad thing to like have for it to be that thing that helps you hold on? Because people frown upon that. People make it seem like it's a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing in the sense that I feel like everybody has their own thing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, I don't know, according to a sociologist, he said, uh, I think his name is Karl Marx. He said, uh, uh, religion is like uh, it's, it's the opium for the masses. So that's like it's like a drug, in a sense. And uh, I feel like a lot of people need like a getaway drug, or they find things to like that they do that makes takes their mind off things or 
whatever. Like some people smoke, some people work out, some people maybe drink coffee, some people believe in the believe in a particular religion or they read the Bible every day or whatever the case may be. So I don't I wouldn't say it's bad. The reason why I wouldn't say it's bad because I feel like everybody has their own thing. So mm. you know. I mean, so like I mean I, I get that for sure, but like I'm sort of in I think about it two ways, and a lot of times I, so I want to start from the place of like, I did I did made a comment um, where she said she tweeted and said, um, I think blind faith is ruining the world, and I actually agree because like I feel like from a young age, and so a lot of things tie into it. I feel like overall my biggest issue with what I think is ruining the world, even religion, is just is ignorance in the sense that ignorance in applying knowledge because when i say yeah. ignorance like people will say oh you know they're pastors or or imams or whatever that that um that went to school or like educated and they still say stupid things like there's this british um um muslim you know leader and he makes these videos on twitter where he's like talking to women about like oh if you do this with yourself and da 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 da, you know. I I can't. I don't know all the terms, and hopefully I can find the video. But like, I'm always like, why are you always shitting on the women? And like, you never say anything to the men. Yeah. And like, you know. So like, even and he's educated, so I know like, to a certain extent, like the like ignorance, quote unquote, is not the is not the perfect like line to use for someone like him. But I think ignorance and not applying like sound knowledge is what's like really fucking people up because you look at certain pastors or people or like certain churches or whatever and i just really believe that if people like actively applied their brains um you know there would be a lot less like you know stress in terms of like how people do things and i think like a lot of it is like just down to like it's privilege like edu- education is power but it's also a privilege because like a lot of people don't education is not a like, given for people around the world right so a lot of times when i hear a story of like oh they told this woman to do that to pray uh-huh. and do this and right. that and people like in a someone with like a sound mind quote unquote would be like why would anybody do that but i'm like that's the privilege of you exploring the world and like knowing differently to be able to like react differently like some people yeah. don't know that Absolutely. So, I think that's like part of what is used to like oppress people and just like makes everything like go to shits. Yeah, because you were making a point about how like uh, the pastors and whoever's preaching, they have they go to school, they're educated. They might be educated, but the people that that believes in what they're talking are not necessarily educated all the time. Because and why this is why I say that because I go to church some, well sometimes I go to church sometimes too, and I feel like sometimes I go in there and I feel too woke for the church <laughs> sometimes you know i'm like i i feel like i i, I don't belong here because like as soon as the t- pastor starts saying things like please raise up your hand to pray i'm like why are we being punished whoever want to pray <laughs> and like everybody feels the need to raise up their hand at the time like don't you guys feel some type of way that everybody has feels like if they raise up their hands they're gonna connect this closer connection to god i understand that i understand that in religion like this 
protocols and stuff you need to do or whatever. But again, back to me feeling too woke. I feel like we all should have our personal connection with God. You know, just because we're in church doesn't mean, oh, everybody raise up your hands. Everybody do this. And we're all doing it together. It's just sometimes I feel like people need to educate themselves and understand that some of these things are not, you know, necessary. And that goes back to your point. As some, I might have the privilege to go out of the first of Nigeria because when I was back in Nigeria, I believed in all these things. I did it. I did it just because everybody was doing it, honestly, because I saw everybody doing it. I thought that was the right way to get closer to God, you know. And when I left Nigeria, I started seeing that I don't even need to go to church sometimes, you know. And I understand, try to just understand the Bible a different way from other than just going to church. And yeah, so it's definitely also to your point, it's definitely privilege. I think I think in any situation, in any area of the world, in my work life, in my creativity, in consumption of art and music, whatever, any place where you lose the individuality that comes with choice, I feel like that's where you've lost self and that's where it's a problem. So like we should be able to sit down in a service and like listen to the same sermon and know damn well that the moment we walk out of here, we're all going to interpret it how we want to and we're going to use it how we want to. And nobody feels guilty for that. My issue is like when you look at some of these churches or look at some of these videos where everything is like absolutely horrible, um, and like one pastor is like stepping on the stomach of of a woman so she can have you know babies or whatever. Like you look at all the people in that church, even the ones that are recording it, the pastors that are holding her. Da, 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 like you're just like all these people, like are not thinking for themselves. They're thinking right. as one unit, and like they're thinking as one unit following the head who's already uh-huh. like stupid. Right. So like now it's influencing everybody else, but like. I know very well, like when I sit, like when we have Sunday school, for example, at my church, like I know that I can question authority, and I and I've used, I brought this up before. Last year, I was in a in a service where, or in Sunday school, where they were preaching about rape, and one the teacher said, "There's no such thing as marital rape," and I have not, I don't think I've been that angry in the house of the Lord in a long time. Because I was like, there are women who their men are being them because the woman doesn't want to have sex. There even there are even men that their women are beating that that women that their men are beating them because she doesn't want to do the sex the way she doesn't want to do anal or whatever the case is like that kind of stuff. So like, what do you mean there's no such thing as marital rape? And like, the man is like he teaches in America, so it's not like he's not educated. He's just like stupid. So. That for me was like if people are not thinking for themselves, like they're going to somebody's either going to absorb that and like think that that's the way of life. And my issue with that is like I so people come to Cali, you know, if you come to my house and you stay at my house and like my friend or whatever, more often than not, if you stay through Sunday, like unless the flight is leaving around when church is, we're going to church. Like we're going to my church because I don't like to miss church. But like, for you know, and I imagine if I invite my educated friend who's like woke for like, and I take them to church, and then they're like, my pastor is like, you know, God wants you to struggle so you can succeed. 
uh-huh. eh? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. what? And like, uh-huh. you expect that we're supposed to get people. And I think that's a lot of like, what is like causing. So I think that start, it starts there. And in the countries where a lot of power is put on religion, I feel like it's influencing homes. It's influencing, you know, schools. And then it becomes problematic because then things start to happen and break in those other sectors. And of course, what did they tell you to run back to? The same church that gave you the false, you know, the, the stupid information to begin with. And it feeds this cycle, you know? So, like, just, just exactly. A perfect example for that is uh, religion and marriages. And uh, especially in Nigeria, going back to how churches and all that type of stuff, how the pastors were telling the wives, that, oh man, stay with your husband, though. If he does this, he does that, he cheats on you, whatever. Stay with your husband because, you know, you gotta keep your vows and all that type of stuff. And it, it just basically oppresses women. In, general like if we look at again if we look at saudi arabia and how like the women can't like they can't they just started driving you know all of them are covered i'm not saying because i don't really know about the islamic religion or i don't know why exactly they're covered but all of them are covered choice or no choice you know and you know religion just can also be like it's just an oppression especially when it's like like you said blind fate or whatever I think I think and, and like stuff like that. So like, I I feel like I'm always trying to. So, so I guess uh, more context. P- people in my church already think that I'm a problem child because um, <laughs> I think they think that they think that the other day I was telling you last week I was telling you guys that they said that I was arrogant and it was somebody in my church that said it and um, I think the other reason why that happens is like i i don't take people's shit and i like i come out and i say it as it is and what needs to be said um and i call out the church all the time for their misogyny like i feel like they give men a pass all the time and they want to crucify women because the point i was trying to make was like in that same church there's someone there gonna be someone that's like cheating on his wife but that day they want to pick on the girl in the choir that had dressed his quote-unquote too tight and it's like uh-huh. which one is really doing more damage like uh-huh. the girl is wearing her dress she's doing what she needs to do i don't even think that's a problem but like you have this man like that's out here you know cheating on his wife and it's potentially going to break his home and affect uh-huh. the kids, and they'll carry that on for however long before they get help. Right. And your focus is this girl's dress. Like your priorities are so misplaced, and uh-huh. like that's like that in itself is problematic because I'm like, okay, re- like resources is not just um, resources are not just like um, money. Resources is like mental resources. Like we're actually devoting active time to talk about this shit. Next week, we're supposed to have a church family meeting. Like the whole church is supposed to be there to talk with all the workers are supposed to talk with the pastor and da da da. And I'm like, some shit's about to go down because I'm gonna say what I need to say. And like shit like telling girls that they gotta do this and do that. And I'm like, what makes it okay? Because and I, this is the point I was trying to make. There's a guy in my church six it's probably like six four six five 
uh-huh. built. This guy is like, this guy is ripped. Like, he, uh-huh. if, I'm pretty sure if he takes his shirt off, six pack. His waist is smaller than Cyril Nadu. Like his, his waist is smaller than some of the women in the church. Full uh-huh. beard, <laughs> full beard. Like this, this guy is like specimen. You know, the guy comes to church. He wears sh- short sleeves. His short sleeves go tight behind like this. The guy will be forced, open chest. You know, you know open giving chest, them like. Chain. And first of all, you're already taller than everybody, so like mm. he can't hide. It. You know, and he sees that in the I front of not. the church. But like, no, we're not going to talk to him. Let's go and talk to this girl that's in the back of the church, mm. with you know, coming minding her business. Oh, sister, you know, you know, it would be nicer if you wore lo- more loose fitting. Mm-hmm. And it's like. That's so stupid. Like, like, right. are you trying to say that? Okay, if your logic is that, oh, the girl might tempt guys, uh-huh. is is the are you assuming that the married women in the church are not looking at this guy right. and saying that he's he, and he and he's not they're not attracted? Oh, oh, let me guess, they're attracted to him outside, but once they walk into the church, the attraction stops. Like that's just that's just fucking yeah. stupid. That that's the thing about religion too, because religion kind of adapts to. The environment it's in in the sense that africans are just generally misogynistic it's a thing and like because they're just misogynistic they now bring it into religion and and like they use it to and they enforce it and they use it to oppress women and like you said the cycle continues because whenever the women have problems they come back to the church and it's it's, it's just ridiculous because that, and that's why i can't even trust religion because i don't really know what's real back to the point of uh, how it religion adapts to the environment. Like here, over where I'm at right now, all that stuff really, I don't really see that much people wear whatever they want to church or whatever. And But in back back home, it's or even Nigerian churches, not even back home, Nigerian churches, they talk, they, they're still misogynistic because it's part of our culture. And I went to a church once, and I think it was even in Nigeria, where the pastor said, Never think that you're better than other people because you're not in their pay you're not in the pay grade of their sin. And I was like, it didn't actually hit for a while. And then I came to America and I was like, yo, like there used to be this church that I used to go to for Bible study on Wednesday. Everybody's the is a nice church, they own the building, they're not over here crying about tithes every Sunday, you know. But they also have issues because when they talk about like the pastor started preaching one day was talking about togetherness and like how people need to feel as one and da, da, da. And I'm like, yo, like every church got a problem. Like they got their own problems, but like, you know, you have people who like try to see it as like, Oh, um, I, I, I believe, and I'm going to talk about this in a second. I believe that Nigeria or African churches have, they practice stuff. I had religion. I, right. And that's everything from like, you know, and I'm only going to speak for, like, churches, you know, for, for sure. I'm only going to speak for churches because I can't, I don't, I've been to mosques, but I haven't been in in enough to be, or I've not experienced, I've not been in, in you know, in contact with the um, African, so I'm not, not African, I'm not in contact with, with the Islamic religion enough to make, you know, factual statements. But, you know, let me give you this scenario. So you have a girl in church who has been encouraged. Let's, let's just say her name is BC. Let's say, so BC has been encouraged since BC finished college and BC moved to Sacramento, California. 
they tell BC that oh BC ha- somehow shall one lady in the church happens to know that BC is still a virgin or gets the sense that BC ah you know protect your virginity oh, it's gold ah God everyone will be glad for it and God will open doors for you okay cool BC is holding on to it BC holds on to it till she's twenty seven. BC starts dating this guy, and because the guy is a Yoruba demon, he's an idiot, he fucks her over. BC is now 28 and a half, and almost 29. Now, pastor's wife that was encouraging BC to hold on to whatever is now the same person that will turn and be like, ah, sister, are you sure you don't want to be with Brother Charles? Because Brother Charles here is looking for a wife. How old is Brother Charles? Uh, Brother Charles is 37, but Brother Charles oh. also has a child out of wedlock that the church has al- allowed him to get away with. But let's leave it. You know, and then Mr. BC is like, nope, I'm going to wait for God. I'm going to wait for who, what is really mine. Now, Mr. BC is 31. Mr. BC is now the person that every time there's a wedding in church, pastor will now use her as reference point. And for those of you out here today, God will do your own. I want you to come out. And just believe, have faith that this time next year, <laughs> we will be doing your own wedding. And I'm just like, now B- Sabisi is depressed and f- is feeling like her, her, you know, her sense of self worth is affected. Pastor will now say, it's because you're not believing in God. It's because you're not holding on to God. If you serve Him, truly and diligently serve Him in His house, He will give you your own. And this depression, will, you know. I literally just gave you a timeline, and that that's exact timeline is going to happen to women in the world still, and it's already happening to women now, and like they just like find a way to like you know mold it all together. And it's the point I was making about self ahead religion. I was just talking to people yesterday when my choir we went out for lunch yesterday, and one of the guys was talking about how like you know he thought when he came to America he would hear less of like pay your tithe. An offering and da, da da da, and I said no. It's because you're in America, but you're still attending a Nigerian church, and like uh. we practice Sophia religion, and this is right. really what it is. Sophia religion to me is this: everything that God gives you must be hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, <laughs> if it's not hard for you to get it, then it's probably not from God, or you have assumed that it's because of your doing, and it's not God that gave it to you. So. How many times have you gone to churches where everything must be fought and die? My enemies must die. The fire must Yo, burn it. <laughs> I, I went to one church and this we were praying. Ah, ah, I was scared. It was night vigil. They were just praying and the whole the walls were shaking. And it's not these uh, walls, these uh, styrofoam ones that we had here. Real concrete walls. The, the, the walls were shaking the way they were praying. And I was scared. After church, I went to this one lady. I was like, ah, Auntie, why are you guys praying like this? And I was younger then, though. I, I was just scared because I didn't I was really wondering. It's my first time being to a church like that. I was like, Auntie, why are you praying like that? She said, Maybe that maybe it's because the problem that I have is not, it's not deep. that much. You know, it's not deep. <laughs> that I've not gotten to a problem that will make me pray like this. That them, the people that are in that church, they have problems. I'm like, hey, you guys you carry your problem and go. Because like, I'm not coming back to this church again. Because I don't understand why everybody we have to pray we have been making noise die by this, fire this is, this is my thing this is how i view it right in this same america let's use the one that like nigerian churches love african not even nigerian churches because i've been to a Ghanaian church and they had the same problem but like african churches hold on to you know um they hold on to like fertility and stuff like that a lot right 
God will like you you will be pregnant, God will give you your own da 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 type of thing. Now in America here, there are people, you know, white people, for example, who are also like dealing with fertility issues in the same church space. In Nigeria you have people and just to show you how differently they address it, in Nigeria they will go to church, that lady they will encourage that sister to be in church from Monday to Friday. Right. In America, they will encourage that same lady to be in church, but they also encourage that some in some places, oh, you know, check out doctors, IVF, whatever the op- options are. Shout, that's a plug, by the way, because we're having a fertility episode next month. Um, we have we have nuances about that we're going to talk about, but just you know, we're going to release the schedule in a second, so make sure you guys like circle them pencil it in. Um, but you know. Those problems are, 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 are there, but you go to the same church and people sit down, right, in Nigeria and they're like, Father and die, Father and die, oh God, die. oh, you know, and in America here, the same, they're praying about the same thing, but they are sitting down and praying. And the God that you are praying to, he will see us out, he will answer the two of them at some point, but he will Oloshe Marathon gymnastics in the church to do prayer and the other person is sitting down <laughs> to pray the prayer and how i how i was even giving the the how i knew that it was different even in nigeria and i and i felt like your economic um situation is like tied to it right um you have what's it called uh, churches on the island right you have like lucky phase one churches uh-huh. Lucky phase yeah. one, and uh, I love this present house. I go to this church, present house a lot. The pastor will be church preaching. Church is different from church. The pastor will be preaching. They'll be like, first of all, the service is only one hour, 20 minutes. Uh-huh. The, the pastor will be preaching. He's like, um, you know, I just want you to like think of how God is going to use you. The, the other day I was watching a sermon, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, um, he was, how did he even say it? He was like, Oh, voting is coming around. Everybody thinks that they don't have a voice. You should be praying for how God is going to put you in a position to be the voice that, or to be the solution to Nigeria's problems. That's that was how he framed it, like the whole voting experience. My mom was talking to me the other day about how she was at one conference, and the pastor was like, "Father, Lord, give me direction to know who to vote for. (laughs) Give me." Father, if I will vote for the wrong person, take it away. Take it. Take it. Uh, pray. Take, ah! And I was like, what the fuck? It's like, and, and I was thinking about it, like, literally, the distance between the places where my mom was and that church that I was telling you about is an hour. Mm. And, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's like, I'm just like, ah, like, why is it that there's such a such a disconnect? But like, yeah. I didn't just feel it too. Le- level past level, poverty can change your yeah. can change your kind of prayer. Of how you yeah. just like, like, but even like then, I said earlier, the, the one that was on the island, their own problem is not deep enough. You know, you know, those <laughs> their, their problem is like, Father Lord, I've been driving this S class for yeah. three years. I want to buy a G wagon, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like you know, and to to, to people. What's, what's like bothering them is different. Like, you know, the person on the mainland is worrying about how they're going to, you know, school should not strike. And the other person in the, on the island is worrying about how their, 
okay. child in in Cambridge is going to finish school, and like literally, those two prayers are like important, but like mm-hmm. you know, it, there's a difference, and like I I just believe that we need to break the cycle of like you know sitting there and getting caught in that, and the reason part of the reason why I feel like that's a problem. Because I still very much believe that religion is important. Um, Probably because I was raised in a church or whatever. But, like, I don't believe that it should be a box where you don't see the outside of the box. I feel like you should be able to look outward and pull and pick and pull things. Because faith is, like, to me, is very, you know, and I think faith is very different from religion. But faith should be, like, unique to you and how you manage it and how you you cultivate it and all that kind of good stuff but like it should not be to the point where it affects your mental health and it affects your physical health so like you know oh i'm out by where seven days drive fast drive (laughs) (laughs) drive fast you know and then you somebody wants to die they say jesus did 40 40 days 40 what 40 days and 40 nights you know, and the pastor will be making you feel guilty. In this, you know, it's because oh, we're, we're so loose. Your faith is shaking. Oh, you cannot do seven days dry. Your faith is shaking. You need to want it. <laughs> Just like what the, what the hell is this nonsense? And like, I think like the sooner we help people move away from like this suffer head mentality, right? Like, uh-huh. the closer you can get to like actually developing yourself. I believe Absolutely. I believe that African churches or African religion, period, is very transactional. Do this for God or do this for Allah and you get this. It's not very uh-huh. developmental. It's not like I'm going to be, you know, let me be this better Christian because I will be a better Christian for the sake of being a better Christian. It's like do all these things because it means that you get more money, da 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 da. Right, like right. and it, and it's just that's just kind of problematic for me, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. And uh, also, I also think that like uh, Christianity, Christianity is uh, well. Uh, I feel like uh, people should. When I put Christianity aside, when I came here and like I wasn't really doing all like going to church, and I kind of was away. I took a hiatus from Christian from my religion. I learned that like. The life lessons I learned after that, when I wasn't just focusing on learning from the Bible and all that stuff, I could tie them to Bible passages, and I, I realized that I didn't really need to like uh, be a Christian or believe in religion to learn some of these life lessons. And and this life lesson that happened in my life. So whenever I learn something, I try because I'm a Christian, so I, I try to kind of. Uh, tie it to something religious that I've learned previously and you know that's how I kind of go about like religion I think, I think I think and we're going to take a break and and when we come back we're actually going to like dive into like sort of the intersection between like religion and morality but like even before that we're going to talk about like your favorite motivational pastor <laughs> um but before we get into that like before we go on a break I, like th- that point that you made Right, I feel like some people feel, and again, I think this is down to privilege and just like the like the 
and also maybe just down to the fact that my mom has always been a rebel because my mom is like one of the most spiritual people that you find but like she's also very much like independent in herself like she will still do shit because she wants to and like you know so i think she raised us in like the way of god but i I think it was also like she was raising us in just core value shit like a lot of times the things that she picked and she wanted us to be good at as good people was not because somebody said so it's just like i just want you to be good and like if it ties into what whatever church you're going to is preaching even better but like i want you first to be a good person so don't steal from people don't don't lie don't you know convert other people's shit don't you know don't be disrespectful like even that kind of stuff is not blatantly written out in like some bible or some pastor doesn't talk about it but like it's still important and the reason i was saying earlier about how like churches are transactional if you ask me today i think my pastor is a good man right and like uh-huh. but i don't know if he has spiritual literacy um stealing ideas or uh, phrase but i don't i don't think first of all i don't when he tells you the story of how he became a pastor i don't think he wasn't supposed to be, he wasn't trying to be a pastor he was like he just kind of fell into it and like you know so it shows it shows in his management of people it shows in his interactions with people and i think that in itself is like problematic because if you ask me Dio, in in 2018, to tell you one of his sermons, like, or one of the core messages, I don't know. Like, uh-huh. I, I stopped listening. I started finding God in other things in the church, uh, aside from what he's saying. And, uh-huh. like, that is problematic because I guarantee you, every single, like, not every single sermon, that's a generalization, that's a huge generalization, but, like, 90% of his sermons somehow tie into... Why are you not paying tight? Why are you not giving enough offering? Why are you not serving in the church? And that's why I said it's a lot more transactional. But my pastor doesn't know. He wouldn't know if I'm dealing with like a sex, sex addiction or mm-hmm. if I'm dealing with like depression or anxiety because religion based of how he's always learned it has always been transactional. But anyways, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to our callers. The lines are open, by the way, 716 716- Two two zero eight five five two or Skype us. Come tell us your story. Come tell us, you know, how are you dealing with religion now? Are you not into organized religion? Are you firmly a believer that you have to be under organized religion, or are you just like fuck all that shit? I'm an atheist. I don't know. Where's Wolfcat today? Um, but anyways, we're going to um, talk about it when we come back from the break. You're listening to the Rant Show. It's Dario Nintendo. It's the Wordsmith. Don't go nowhere. If you go, I will find you. And it will be a deadly day. And actually, no, it will not be. But don't go anywhere. Um, keep it locked. It's Getting Lounge Radio. It's your life. It's... Actually, have you ever said your life, your music? I've never heard you say that before. You said my life to my music? Wow, my life to my music. Dead. Your life, your music. Have I ever said your life, your music? Say it now so we can go on the break. Your life, your music. Hey, we'll be right back. M K
money that I got to Since you a nigga, we sell my bands, I'm good Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't Like, say, I'm you. Get out to fire, yeah, yeah. I 
chick uh, I get one spice tin uh, And girl, give me that cake And I don't want Tyson uh, Body me, play no games Wait, overload on 5K G, cheese, shawty you straight Bay lounge with your bay, homie that's bait But body know we firewood, fresh your fire and retire too Pull up in designer shoes, me and OBO We they roll like tires do, cold like a gather flu You know how I gotta do Set is simple, I never to the linga. Understand the lingo, I bring the cut, low key. What you want from me? Anything you want, you go get for free. Snapchat vice too short for me. But now you I won't see no class for me. Wait, I'm, I'm taking custody. And baby, know they form leave song for me. And which kind waka day your body? I mean, which kind brother day your body? This is Sasha. This is Tony Bud. This is the Wordsmith, and you're listening to the Ranch Show. Keep it locked. When I'm through with you, oh, when I'm through with you, oh my God, you will see. You definitely heard him. If you listen to the show alone, you're doing it wrong. Tell a friend to tell another friend. You're listening to the Ranch Show on Getting Lounge Radio. Your life, your music. And we are back. I think it's real here. Dio. It's supposed to say presenza. Um, presenza. And, um, <laughs> we have a couple callers with us this evening. Um, caller one from the DFC, Trap Artist Number One, eh? Original Fine Baby, Give Them and All Their Daddies, plus Mummies, because you can take your mommy too. Um, <laughs> what's happening? I'm chilling, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. What's up, y'all? This is Ade calling from the DMV. It's DMV. Uh, I, think, no, I, I nope, hear that you said nope. DMC. I said that's D, not. First of all, I actually said D of C, but it's okay. okay. You so are... you actually have issues, is what you're saying. Don't worry. I wow. corrected it. I said DMV. Okay, Thank so in the, in the DMV, what part are you actually in, Gongo? Nova. So what, well, no, I'm all over. He doesn't want to answer because you know I'm right, but it's okay. Uh, um, yeah, 
There are. There are. There are. There are. Don't let the devil use it today. The other color that is in somewhere. Hey, babe. Hi. Hello. It's Chi Chi in St. Louis. Hi, why? Hi, it's Chi Chi in St. Louis. What's up? What's up? How you doing? I'm good. Does that, Wednesday work Wednesday is perfect. Yes. That, oh, that, did, you see, did you see what I said? <laughs> did, you, did you see what I said? Like, literally, she's like, do you see Ade's voice changed as soon as she went on the call? She's like, hi. Like, we were off air. This is how she was talking. You are a trap You are a trap artist. Just tell me. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Where will it's you right. marry after bothering my life? Uh, you got a cousin? I don't. No, uh, well, it's tragic. Wow. I'm wholesome. I mean, oh, I'm... Oh, oh. <laughs> asshole um <laughs> all right so welcome back to today's show if you're just tuning in um you we're talking we're talking about if religion is ruining the world um and we've talked about it in a few different ways and a few different elements um the sort of angle that i wanted to go into next um is one that kind of ties into this concept of like having blind faith um and like organized religion and shit like that but like losing your sense of self so personally i have a problem with tv pastors all of them um because i find the same issue with all of them i literally believe that the ones that are the most popular today are essentially glorified motivational speakers um that goes for Steve. I don't know how to say his last name. Futurek. Is that Harvey? his last name? Um, Harvey. No. <laughs> is he a pastor? <laughs> I'm just checking. Um, that goes for him. That goes for Joel Osteen. That goes for... What's the other one's name? The other really big one is um, African-American. Um, I I watch all of them. Sorry, what did you say? What did you say? T.D. Jakes. Yeah, T.D. Jakes. I watch all of them, and my biggest problem... Is like I just feel like there's a lot of motivational talk, but none of it is like actually faith based off what they say they're using, which is like the Bible. Like you can watch a Joel Osteen sermon sometimes where for like thirty minutes straight he's talking about theory and concept and how like if you work hard you do this, if you lift yourself up, if you believe, if you drink cold water, you feel good. And none of it is like actually connected to like faith and like, you know, but I feel like those people, those people have thousands of people in their auditoriums. And like Joe Osteen would j- jump on Twitter today and I w- I'm going to go and find him now. He he jump on Twitter in the morning and drop some like some shit like, you know, eat cereal this morning and your week would be awesome or some crap like that. Like, you know, uh-huh, today <laughs> he said or yesterday he was like, all of heaven is cheering for you. You're not running alone. The grandstands are packed with people that believe in you. What you're going through is not unnoticed. People that have been there and made it are rooting for you. That's all great. But that sounds like some motivational shit. Like, only. And I feel like people need to just, like, tag it as that what it is. Because, like, those people, like, again, when I was talking about developmental slash transactional, like, you know, approaches to religion... I don't feel like that is like helping anyone be better because I could have read that shit in the cereal box. 
I don't know. That's just how I feel. Um, but I wanted to hear from Ade. Ade has some good points. You've been you've been going off on the on the hashtag, um, the rant show. If you're not using the hashtag, something's wrong with you. Um, and yeah, like, what do you think in terms of like this? Like, I know you said you have an issue with like organized religion to begin with, but like, mm-hmm. what is your take in like? organized religion and like these motivational speakers that have visa and call themselves you know pastors sure um so let me just start by saying that i'm a muslim um but my mother is a christian i i grew up with my mother therefore um i have quite a bit of time and experience in the church um i even will default to language that is more typical of the church um, because that's just how I grew up. But my faith tradition is Islam. Um, All of that said, I think that the model of Christianity that, and I mean, of every religion, honestly, that requires that you have a gatekeeper between you and your creator is inherently exploitative. And the reason I say that is because, you know, faith traditions, they require that you have somebody interceding between you and God, or somebody who is somehow more knowledgeable, or for whatever reason, more trustworthy, or can better speak to, you know, your experiences, instead of you just speaking to God directly. Um, often has a toll, right? That um, if you look back in, and again, for disclosure's sake, um, I studied religions for a very long time. Um, I actually, my grand, my uncle, I've spoken about him actually on this show, um, was a reverend. He was in seminary, so we'd have these conversations. Um, but if you look at different faith traditions, Um, human beings for a very long time have associated sacrifice with access to God. Um, And that's in every religion, right? In, well, okay, that that was very, very broad, and I don't actually want to say that because it's not necessarily true. But in a lot of religions, you find that the, I don't want to say, I don't necessarily want to say mythology, but the way that the established tradition has stated that you access God is through tangible sacrifice. Um, and that's how you prove your metal. That's how you prove that you are willing and able to access eternity. Um, so I have found that, especially within the, the Nigerian context, I'm, and I'm only speaking for what I know, but within the, the Nigerian context, regardless of what your faith tradition is, you are more likely to be taken seriously within religious contexts if you're willing to sacrifice something, if there's blood, sweat, and tears involved, um, if you're willing to give something tangible up for eternity. And I think that's a very human mindset um, because the way I see it, there is nothing that I have to offer a being that is eternal, that is worth anything. And a being that is eternal wouldn't ask me for anything that I have to offer because nigga, who the fuck are you? 
to be frank. Um, and I think that we are so centered on, or we're so focused on what we have to offer because as human beings, we have a need to control our environment and we have a need to control, um, or, or we want to exert control really over what happens to us. And so we internalize that, oh, if I do this, I can get this in return, right? Um, and it is so reductive. It is so, so reductive of the relationship that you can build. Um, I mentioned earlier that I'm a Muslim, but it took me a very, very long time to get here. Uh, I have been an atheist. I've been agnostic. Um, I've, I've been a practicing Christian. I've been a practicing Muslim at this point. I'm just kind of like, yo, what will be, will be. Um, I have a relationship with the divine and whatever the fuck happens after this, because I'm, I'm a terrible Muslim, but whatever happens after this will happen. I just think that overall religion as it's set up is set up to exploit the most vulnerable. Um, a lot of faith traditions will have people who have nothing sacrificing as much as possible, uh, for grifters and con men and, I don't care. A lot of your pastors, a lot of your daddy and the Lord, a lot of your geos, a lot of your imams, a lot of those people are con men. They're yeah. 419ers. They're taking as much as they possibly can from people who don't have anything left to give. And I find it incredibly sad. And that's why when um, I saw this tweet about men beating up a pastor in Detroit because he was asking people to donate a thousand dollars in seed money when they don't have a thousand dollars to give. I was like, yes, go on, son, beat him. <laughs> because how dare you proclaim yourself to be a man of God and say, and then turn around and try to exploit the people who are looking to you for guidance. See, hell is not hot enough for some people. I it's not. So, I guess okay. Let me let me let me let's let me pull in Chichi for a second. Chichi, what are your what, what's your take on this? Did she did she disappear? Or is she muted? Hello, can you not hear me? Why do people? Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can hear you now. Nigga, calm down. Um. Oop. If I start now, you say I've started. I actually didn't say anything, but it's okay. You said why? Is, why do people? Because the question just, was, can you not? Like I don't. I, that's really horrible English. What? It's it's wrong English. Like just say, can you hear me? Like just can you or can you not hear me? Separately, geez. they both work together. They work. Can but you one not is hear one me? is proper. Because English. I'm speaking and you were acting oh, as if and just talk. Hear- Stressing my life. See, and then you'll then you'll tell everyone I stress you out, but really you <laughs> are stressed. You stress me. Yeah. A simple yay or nay would have sufficed, but you had to go into. Okay, let me you- ask. Let me ask this question. Could any of you hear her? I can hear her. No, when she first started talking, could you hear her for like the first five seconds? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so that's all. So I was like, I was like, say what you need to say. I don't know. Like, can you not hear me? Like, we can hear you. I don't know. Why you, you were 
the one who was all like, why do people? So I'm like, what? Are you saying? Okay, can you just answer the question? I now? mean, I understood what if she was you, trying okay, to say. All I know is, this is all I'm going to say about Chichi. If she makes me repeat the question again, Ogunkila, because right now, excuse me? What's the question? Answer. I don't speak that. What was that? Someone translate. I mean, both. What did he say? He was saying Do not tell her. Do not tell her what I said. I would like to know word for word what he said. Oh, my God. He was saying that Ogun will kill you. Okay. Well, thanks for letting me know. I think you should send him direct threats. I think that. It would be beneficial for you to hurt him. <laughs> However, so, you most necessary. I do plan. Wow. And on yes. him, um, I don't speak your language. So, if anybody on the timeline wants to send me threats um, in his <laughs> language that I could say back to him, I would totally appreciate it. I'm texting you right um, now. Thank you. <laughs> um, ultimately, I, I getting back to the topic as we were so derailed by your host. I agree with a lot of the things that my wife said. Um, I don't have as much knowledge as she does in regards to the subject. Um, I am. I grew up Catholic. I'm still a practicing Catholic. I don't go to mass as much as my mother would like me to, um, but I do, I would consider myself somewhat of a practicing Catholic, and I do have issues with certain aspects of religion, but in regards to the TV preachers and all of that, I, I think it's kind of hard. I think that religion is very exploitive and I think a lot of the preachers especially the famous ones have a lot um, to do with it but then I also wonder um, what it would necessarily take for people to actually just I don't know see the emperor has no clothes like I don't know what necessarily um, it would take and that's why it's I guess in terms of full circle it's exploitive because they know that those people are going to believe every single thing. I also, but when you talk about the TV preachers being more motivational than actually relating it to something faith-based or using the text, I that may be true, but I'm not necessarily sure if it's a strong critique because it's essentially giving the people what they want. Those people want to hear more motivational things then they do faith-based. I know there are people who go to church and say that they would like the pastor or the reverend or the preacher to be more motivational and things like that. I know that that's a concern that people say with Catholic churches. They go to mass and they feel that the, um, the pastor is just too dry. So I don't know if it's a valid concern. I think it's giving... I think if what those people are doing are making the audience members feel good and that's fine if but that's at outside of them exploiting them but i don't think i get your concern about the faith-based notion but i think a lot of times when people 
are seeking spiritual guidance. Some people don't realize that they're actually just seeking motivations from other places. You know, and I think part of the reason, so I think as a whole, the idea of like TV preachers or whatever, I don't necessarily have a problem with as a standalone thing. The reason why I connected it to faith is like the logic around like TV preachers is very simple. Some TV company or some, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Broadcasting company thought that putting you on TV would make them more money. Like whether or not you're saying the right things or you're saying the wrong things, like as long as it's making them money, that's a financial decision to take you on TV or you have enough of a following where they feel like, Hey, we're going to like try to make money, like help you make money, but would also make money off of you. So that, I don't really have a problem with the problem is like, if your whole basis of like becoming a preacher or a faith based person is faith. And that's not really what is coming out of the relationship. And again, it could also just be, and this is probably a bias of mine as well. How Dyer and I were talking earlier about like how Africans expect your religion to be self ahead and like maybe like they've also elevated themselves enough that what I'm expecting to see is just out of my pay grade because like what they're talking about is like for people to have money and maybe because I don't have money that's probably why I find it, <laughs> find it problematic as possible. Um, I just feel very much like a lot of times it takes it away from like you know it it starts to like it also changes certain things i i also very much believe in like the fellowship of people being together in the same space so like that changes that too because like you're watching from home or you don't want to go to church because you feel like you don't want to be around people all of that stuff and like i know i know like the list of like problems that you know african churches have in their space is like has long been documented i feel like it's more about fixing those as opposed to like making giving people more avenues to not be present um, because people are just like, I'm just going to go sit in my house because, you know, this pastor or this church is like weird or like they offend me or da, 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 da. Um, so I think that like, that's part of the issue as well. I wanted to speak to, I didn't make the point about, um, about, what was it? About the pastor that was beaten in Detroit. So <laughs> daddy freeze, which we talked about a few weeks ago a month ago and we're talking about the tithing episode um and if you haven't listened to that episode you can listen to it on itunes and on soundcloud um just search the rant show um there's a pastor um pastor funka dejumo that um has been you know ruffling a lot of feathers lately because there's been videos that have surfaced of her asking for a thousand dollars in like different churches that she's gone to. (laughs) Um, and I think that's why I, I was very, I very much support what I said earlier. And like, that's my belief in like the individuality that comes in religion, right? That woman is really smart. I think she's really smart. She's very educated in her entire message, especially when she's talking to like people about like, you know, life planning and partners and stuff like that. She makes a lot of sense, but a lot of things that she also says are like problematic, like this whole give a thousand dollars thing. And you need to be able to know what to pick and choose from what is being said. Same way you would do in a classroom where a professor, Uh because he, because he has like a degree doesn't mean that everything he's saying is right. Like you're like, I'm going to take that one. Yeah, go ahead. 
I think, okay, so two things. One, I think that comes down to discernment, which um, if you grew up in the church or in, in religious environments, um, you've heard talk of the spirit of discernment. That said, I also think that the reason people, Nigerians especially, are so, so willing or so easily deceived is because we have a culture that is dominated by authority. Um, I don't, I think it was Soperinia who made this point um, either at some point this week. Um, she was saying that somebody was saying that we have a culture that freely allows the abuse of children, so much so that they are molded into adults who are fearful and who do not critically think about the information that they receive. Just the only care that they, they have is that it comes from a position of authority. Um, and one, this is true, right? I mean, I know that when I was in Nigeria, any adult could reasonably put hands on you as long as they felt offended enough. Now, I was fortunate enough to be around people who cared enough about my well-being that you weren't just going to run up on me and put hands on me without my, my uncle pointing a gun at you. Um, but everyone is not this way. I mean, I, I understand that that is not everyone's story. Like, there are children who are regularly beaten into submission, beaten out of their default curiosity, right? If you look at the average child, their average position is, why? Because they don't know, right? Um, and as a culture, our response to a child asking why is, <laughs> like, instead of answering the why, you get slapped out of the question. Um and that builds into the, the kind of adult. There's a difference between the kind of adult who asks the pastor, why are you asking me for $1,000 versus the kind of adult who's like, the pastor asked for $1,000. I had to find it even though I'm at negative $365 in my bank account, right? Mm. Um, and culturally, I mean, all of these things have repercussions for where we are at as a society, where we have a society where, you know, it's perfectly acceptable that runs girls are problems, but Yahoo boys aren't. Um, where we have a society where police brutality is built into our criminal justice system. The idea, like, I, I, I heard that SARS had people imprisoned for five years, okay? But the, I, I'm still blown, like, my mind is still blown at the idea of it, okay? Like, the idea that there are children people who are under the age of 18, 16 even, who are serving time in jail. And they haven't even been prosecuted. They have not been in front of a judge yet. But all of that, you hear it in Nigeria, just shrug, because that's par for the course. That's how you've been raised. You've just been beaten out of your natural curiosity, your natural like need to ask, okay, why the hell is that a thing? Um, and it, it's one of the reasons, and I hate to say it, say it this way, but it's one of the reasons why I genuinely believe Nigeria is a failed state and isn't going to make any progress without serious readjustment um, culturally. Because 
we're beating the leaders out of their natural position of leading. Like, the fuck are we going to do? Um, but my fundamental position when it comes to religion is that there's a difference between religion and spirituality. Right? Religion is when you are spoon-fed. This is how God wants you to talk. This is how God wants you to walk. This is how a pious person looks, acts, behaves. Um, and because that is not your natural predisposition, that's not who you are meant to be, you end up with pastors who are impregnating the choirs. Mm. But I believe that spirituality is something that you don't have to be taught. It's something that you seek out. So it shines through you even in, in places and in, in positions where it would naturally show, right? Where you have people who are dying who still have the presence of mind to reach out and comfort other people. That's spirituality. That's a connection with the divine, right? Because even in the, in the middle of, I'm like literally rapid cell death. Your, your, your cells are dying as we speak millimeter by millimeter you still have the presence of mind to reach out to your neighbor and hold their hand right to console them that's spirituality that's a connection to eternity that can't be taught that can't be removed from you regardless of where you're at and that's the language that's spoken across all cultures um and that's where I, I would like for us to get as a nation um if that is what you're looking for, if spirituality is what you're looking for, because that is sustainable. Where you teach people how to act, how to behave, what to wear, where you threaten people. Yeah, like I can't, I'm at the point in my life, I guess spiritually, where I can't wrap my mind around the idea of threaten people, threaten people with eternity. Like hell doesn't make sense to me, right? Because, and look, hey, I'm not, I'm not making any claims for anybody else's relationship with God. That's just where I'm at. Um, because if I have done what I'm supposed to do, and if I've learned all the lessons that I'm supposed to learn in my walk with God, I have no fear of anything else. Right? I, I just... I'm not afraid of shit. Like, eternity sees me. God sees me. God, goddess, universe, whomever sees me in my current state with all my dildos and butt plugs. And I'm not afraid of shit. Mm. <laughs> I'm afraid, I'm afraid. That's your See, I think I'm not afraid 90% of the time until I open the book of Revelations. And then... Because this is my and this is my logic, right? I know some people do like believe that there's people that have like feelings about how the Bible was written and whatnot, and like how you know men wrote it and they wanted to tell the story. That I'm off. I get that. My own thing is this shit is either extremely true or the best motherfucking writers in the world that the world has ever seen. Decided to write 66 books together and that shit slaps like as a movie. Because if they made this shit as a movie, like that's that's an Oscar every year. If you took one book of the Bible every year and made it into a movie, that's like, you know, take the story of Ruth, like make that into like a Hallmark movie, 
her husband died and then she went and then she found him met this guy and like it's just like you know but like you read that shit and you're like whose mind thought about this so that shit freaks me out like let's just i'm just put that out there um I so mean, if you're trying to fornicate with me i'm a virgin anyways here, the difference between our perspectives here is that you're i in hey this is i say this with all respect zero judgment your faith tradition ends with the book of revelation my faith tradition ends with surah al-nas which literally starts with i seek refuge with the lord of mankind and like if the end the literal end of the book to end all books and my faith tradition starts with i seek refuge i i have nothing to say to anybody else like Please, see, if you if you are looking at me right now, I think I'm handsome. I want to fornicate with me. Please, I remember the book of Revelations. I I, I don't want to go to hell. I'm just I, I, I can't. Nobody want to fuck you. Very oh. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wow. Hey, wow. <laughs> he's very handsome, sexy. It's a joke. It, she's actually right. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody want to fuck me. Shut up, whore. <laughs> Make up your mind. Do you hate me or not? Okay, first of all, <laughs> just because nobody wants to fuck you doesn't mean you're not a whore. I just want to make that disclosure. Whoa there. Mm. So, so angu, wait, actually, angu. actually, no. I, I'd actually prefer you to just straight up call me a whore than not say like I'm like someone that nobody wants to fuck because I'm a whore. Because then it just means I'm, I'm out here struggling in the streets. You know, <laughs> out here. Do you get bitches? I'm shit. <laughs> I know my name. You might think my name is Sami, but the book, the letter S in my dictionary don't exist. I don't struggle for shit. Not in my <laughs> life. The letter S. Do you know that your name is Sami? No, it's not. Is it? Okay. All right. Very wonderful. It's okay. You are cutting out, and it's God that is working in my favor. That's revelations, <laughs> okay. right there. Dummy. <laughs> just, it's just all right. like, wow! Wow! Are they like? Huh? You, you, said, you said the letter S doesn't exist in your dictionary, so I have to do that. So what's my what's my full name? Dummy. What's what's my full name? Adi Dummy. That's not even my name. So you so, <laughs> wow. You see, niggas just want to come on here and hate on you, but they don't even know your full name. Wow, this life, Dummy, man. I have your address. Please be very quiet. You have my address. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um. Can I don't know. I, Gigi, if you don't get the fuck, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, is it yeah we am shout out to you by the way. Um, she just tweeted something. She was like, on a serious note, I've been questioning a lot of the events in Revelations and the hell message that's generally used to scare guilt believers and non-believers alike into blind faith. Honestly, I think as is like as an issue, like I did touched on this earlier and. Dara and I spoke about this like I think we just need to get over like blind faith and like we don't have a culture like African countries period like and from the different ones as I was thinking about this show I was thinking about like the people I know from different countries and like their religious faith and talking to my friend from um, Somalia and like just like listening to her story and how things are done there like we don't have a culture that encourages people to think for themselves and like like think outside the box and because of that things like religion that 
you can't really test. Like, you can't really call God and ask him the questions. Like, sometimes some people say stuff, God told me this, and you're like, really? Let me go ask him. Did he say that? Because you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, people are allowed to say a lot of things and get away with it. And if you're not thinking for mm-hmm. yourself, and you just have blind faith, you'd always get stuck in that rut. But I do believe that hell is real. I believe that Revelation is, like, scary as fuck. And I believe that it's only scary because people like people that at least people that have faith that believe in it like that believe in the bible for for example like they weigh up all of the things that are like told in the bible like if you do this thing and this thing you would experience that at this and i think the line between those things is very like clear and i think the like that that reality of it scares people like sometimes i think about like you know i think about all the like possible sins right I'm like, oh, I don't do this thing, I don't do that thing, but I do that thing. Damn, like, damn, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, there was a period where I was very, like, angry, or like, I used to hold my anger a lot, like, and I was like, ah, I shouldn't be angry. Or like, there was a period, like, one of the things that I, oh, I always say is that like, I don't covet other people's shit. Like, I typically just believe that my my race is my race. I don't think... When I graduated from college, I was making $32,000 a year. My friends were making sixty five, and mm. And I, like, yeah, and I was, like, we went on the same trips. We did everything together. I never, like, wanted their life or wanted what they had or became envious of them. So I used to be, like, oh, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm doing okay. But then I would think about how, like, I would then think that I was better than certain people who weren't doing enough or something to pull themselves up. I'm, like... While I'm not coveting or I'm not envious, I'm out here being a bigot to other people, and that's a problem. Please so, like, tell the way- shush. Huh? I said, please tell the shush. <laughs> and like I, I, the other day, I I said this where um, I said this to the ministers, and I think I'm going to say it again on Sunday when we have the quote-unquote family meeting at my church. They try to have it once a year where everyone comes and says how they feel about the church. And, like, I told them, I was, like, in an attempt to make the church perfect for outsiders, you're going to lose the flock that you have inside. And the funny thing is, if you finally, if you have the the grace of God to make it to heaven, he will ask you about the ones outside, but he will only ask you about the ones outside after he has asked you about the ones that were inside under your care that you lost. And all their faces were, like, this stupid ass kid out here talking huh. about this. <laughs> I feel like those people at my church hate me, but hey, you know, it is what it is. I'm gonna just say it because that's how I feel. And I think it's like it's facts. Because I I think sometimes I talk to people and I'm like, do you know how many people have left the church because of like how Africans or how Nigerians just manage, you know, religion and like how they manage, you know, dealing with people. Like they've turned away so many people. And, like, I feel like that's just so problematic. And, like, people just need to, someone needs to tell them. Someone needs to tell them to just do better because, you know, they're, saying, they're chasing I, people out. And I think there is something to be said for the gap between um, knowledge, right? Like, a lot of Christians can list off the books of the Bible, but very, very few of them could tell you, like if you listed off uh, true or false, um, 
Jude this did this or Paul did that or Simon Peter did that or Malachi said this like very very few people could tell you with any degree of certainty what actually occurred in the Bible because very a lot of people haven't read the Bible for understanding they've, they've read it for rote memorization um which again goes back to the education system in Nigeria because the education system in Nigeria is built for rote memorization, not critical thinking. But I have quite a few gripes with the system in Nigeria overall. Um, I think that a lot of religion, the way it's currently practiced um, in Nigeria, is based around who can be, who can, two things. One, who can be the most subservient? Like who can show the most willingness to um, be publicly humble, which is not the same thing as actual humility, but you know that's something separate entirely. Um, and also, who is least willing to question the man of God? It's very, very rarely a woman of God. It's always a man of God. Um, and there's this idea that you touch not my anointed and touch not my anointed also adds into not asking questions. Mm. Um, in the mosque, it looks very much like, and I know we've been talking a lot about church, but I just wanted to add the mosque into the mix, but um, it's the same about rote memorization, but there's also that added level of discipline right? You get disciplined if you are not necessarily disciplined, but you're told that you're lazy and you're unfaithful if you can't make all your prayers in time or if you can't memorize the Quran in full, um, if you're not a Hafiz, if you're not, um, you know, all of these artificial benchmarks for what faithfulness really looks like. Um, and so people spend all this time keeping up with these artificial benchmarks and zero time on their actual spirituality. Like, do you have, like, in your practice, while you are praying, are you praying or are you reciting prayers? Because there's a difference. There's a difference between the performance of spirituality and the actual connection. Um, and it makes me really uneasy that we have a gener gener generation of people who think, that speaking in tongues or who think that being able to recite the absolute longest um, chapters of the Quran supplement an actual connection with God. Um, and this is obviously presenting it from the position of someone who cares about spirituality. Um, but if that's what we're proclaiming, these institutions are for if we're proclaiming that the church is to help you, um, you know, maintain or help you grow or help you spiritually develop a relationship with God. If the, if that's what the mosque is for, um, I mean, even if if you are an ifa worshiper, if you if or isha worship is your thing, how are your institutions developing and maintaining your relationships with God? Because right now it just all looks like a scam. Mm. I could dig that. I think that's like, you know, ooh, the point you made earlier too, I think it resonated with a lot of people, that whole like reading for memorization. 
Um, because I remember back then when I used to read the Bible because I liked the stories and <laughs> and like was like I had to ask myself if I was really applying the concepts and the teachings. Like, was I going that extra mile to be a better person because? Job did this or he persevered because of this but like then you read the stories and like his kid raped him and like like it, it's just you know I, and back then I, used, I I think a lot of people out there Christians I can speak of read the Bible because of the self ahead mentality I was telling talking about earlier Dyer, how like when the devil comes to attack you you need to have the verses to fight and like <laughs> and like so, so you know, everybody be out here quoting their, you know, Philippians four. <laughs> I can do all things <laughs> through through Christ that strengthens me. But it's like, are you actually applying that? Are you actually living it? Um, but yeah. But anyways, um, it's been a dope conversation. Thank you, um, Adi, and thank you, Chichi, for calling in to contribute. Um, couple announcements before we leave today. Um, one of the most important announcements is that we have a new schedule out, um, and we basically have our shows mapped out for the next seven weeks. Um, the other thing I wanted to say with that is those are the main topics that we're going to be covering that day. That doesn't mean that like if new things happen, like we're very flexible in terms of being in tune with like what's happening. Um, so if there was a need to change something or move something around, we would. So don't get worried about that. Also, we have a couple guests that are going to be joining us, particularly um, next week for the divorce episode, getting in and out of marriage. What to know? We're going to be sitting down with someone who has such a unique story, um, who you know was married for a few years, not a few years, married and raised teenagers in a domestic violence environment where she felt like her voice was trapped um, and how she got out, the signs she ignored when she was going in, all of that good shit because she's in a better place now, but all the shit that she went through while she was with that man. um, All of that and more you'll be listening to next week. The week after that is one episode that I am really, really, really excited about is that money management episode. That is an episode that we've had a few people ask about. So as you're wrapping up your summer, we're going to be getting ready for the fall, um, putting your money aside, owning your future, what's that going to look like, dealing with your debt, how do you manage things, how do you plan, where should you invest, all of that. The thing I'm going to say about the next two episodes that's really, really, really important, we're going to tweet out the Curious Cat link. It's anonymous. Please ask all of your questions. The guests that we want on the show, that we're having on the show, would prefer if they had the questions ahead of time so they could prepare, particularly the divorce episode, because a lot of what she's going to be talking about is going to be very personal. So please send your questions in early. Send them in so I can get them to her and she can prep. She's going to be having a very open and honest conversation with us, but just to avoid any kind of you know, last-minute surprises, um, we are a live show, so please make sure you send that in as soon as you can and also like hey i have a hundred thousand dollars in debt i'm only making this much i have this much like all of that kind of shit like what do you need to know what do you want to know this credit card that you got (laughs) relax um you know i i want to get this credit card it has 29 percent apr or whatever the fuck you guys don't know what that is like all of that shit like 
any question, send it in. We will tally all of them. We will get them and we'll present them out. And some of them, the re- another reason why I'm saying send the questions early is if in the event that someone can't answer the questions on air because the conversation goes however it goes and people call in, at least they'll have the questions and they will answer them so we can send out the answers to whoever it is. So your questions don't go unanswered. That's kind of my point. Um, so make sure you do that. Also, if you want to co-host an episode, let us know. If you have any thoughts, ideas, stories, scenarios, things you want to share. Um, somebody sent us a scenario over the weekend that I was supposed to share today. My bad that I did not do that. I will do it next week. Um, if you're listening, sorry about that. Um, and, yeah, just making sure that, you know, you listen to um, everything that we have out in terms of, like, music. Um, make sure you download. Again, 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 shout out to Podcast Gang. Um, actually, I'm going to let Dio shout you guys out because he does it better than I do. Yeah, shout out to Podcast Gang. <laughs> yeah, I love you. What's the difference? I, I mean, man, man had more hype, more ginger. No more well, Maggie, how? more Jinomoto. You know, well, the uh, <laughs> no points. No, 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 no points to the ginger there. Yeah, what? My, my my voice is ginger. You need to let detail. identify. No, draw me a diagram. The ginger. <laughs> this, I didn't. Like, such a hater. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so I got it. You get a bit like that. My voice, you know, is. I'm is a who? Nice. Yeah, era. I, I feel so like that would fire right. your forehead. Wow, <laughs> wow, so violent. That's your forehead. You, just, you have you have you have short people syndrome. You know, short who? You have short people syndrome. Excuse me, sir. It's always short. It's always short people that are like Listen, that are angry like this. That's your hairline that is receding. Like Moses spoke to me. Sister, you cannot shame me. I'm going to be bald before I'm thirty. You cannot shame me. You cannot okay. shame the person that have shamed themselves. Sir, sir, if, sir, you, sir. if you have cause to do, I'll see collector. My bald, my bald dead. Wait, 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 wait. Are you really balding? Yes. It's it's. Why? Why you care, Shishi? I thought you said nobody was gonna try to fuck me. Why do you care? Why do you care? You said. Why you care? Why you care? I'm I'm going to be bald. I mean, I have two. I have two options. I either cut my hair every two weeks, or my bald spots will be showing. So I have to decide. If I want Excuse to, me, sir. Hold on. Did, did you hear yourself? <laughs> if I want to, I can invest. cut my hair, or my bald spots will be showing. So it's not. So it's actually. It's not actually that my hair is going to stop growing. It's just it well, doesn't. Well, it's good that it your hair is out because it thins out as it gets longer. So I have to cut it down. Like, Every two weeks, so I can maintain my fine boy. Um, Excuse me, sir. I can plant a forest on your hairline. And I don't even need to. I'm just, I'm just gonna, okay. gr- I'm just me, gonna second, grow second. out my beard and like go bald. That's all. That's the move. So when you Very see good. me, when you see me in 2019, you know, just put some respect on my, on my bald. My, I'm going bald beard. That's the swag. In 2019. Sure, make sure that when I see you, your nipples are not poking my eyes out. That's all I want. God oh bless my huh? Jesus! <laughs> wow, that's why you don't have any ass. <laughs> it's okay. That's just. It's okay. I just ah, wow. Nipple. What's happening? She's just mad that my titties are bigger than hers, and because she has no ass. But it's okay. I understand. First it's of all, 
Okay. You'll be okay. First of all, I just, I just um, praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the yeah. Lord. <laughs> are coming just... in. So you will not, you will not, you will not try me like that. It's okay. Secondly, uh, you your more... cities are not bigger than just, mine. Just I just some... also want to make that point for the record. Oh, you should. Um, I told thirdly, you people... and, and finally, please yourself. Okay. Jesus Christ. Because I Jesus will not Christ. be treated like this. I will not. I will not. I told you that I did it. I told you. Why are you so rude? Off air, I did. I did a trap artist. I told her. You guys go and look at her page. I a Yilanke. She what? She trapped people on Friday. And, like, and you are even giving people directions to my. She trapped wow. them on Friday. I told <laughs> you off air. She trapped people. She posted a picture of herself. She says because the caption is because I'm happy. And then everybody was like, oh my God, 107 people are liking the picture. What are they liking in the picture? Then oh I, was, I see that was, I I that was not people. enough. On Saturday, she now went and posted her dog. She posted when the dog was small and now when the dog is big. The dog said, now position itself to like model. Like, hello, mommy, let's go and trap some more people. Yeah, right, right, yeah, man. You know what you're doing. Yeah, no, you, you, I understand. You are very upset. I know why you're upset. Because not a single nipple was in that photo, and there is even more likes of wow. those photos than of your whole nipple catalog. First so of I all, understand why you're upset. I, get it? I would I wouldn't even know because me, oh, I'm not Sammy, a trap artist. Tommy has a nipple catalog. I just want you to know that right hey, now. Dog. And how what? Know, how do I not know this? Yeah, he has a very extensive like collection of him artfully displaying his nipples in different positions. Um, I not know this. This bro, is some blasphemy bullshit. Blasphemy? That is not. That is not even like a fact at all. Okay, but Our Instagram is is wow. proof. That, wow! <laughs> wow! 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 You will not, you shall will not be a liar. Um, this is a lie because if you cannot post it, then it's not happen. So that's tragic. Um, you know, so what else are you keeping from me? Do, do I know you? Um, now moving on to what I was saying earlier, um, make sure you are, you know, taking care of yourself, monitoring your own mental health. Um, and as much as you're doing that as well, make sure you remember that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to not have all the answers. It's okay to not want to find the answers sometimes. Um, just make sure you're always you know, keeping a pulse on how you're feeling and how you're doing. Never get lost. Um, don't try to work too hard because, trust me, I work in recruiting and HR. Like, they will hire another you in a heartbeat. So don't lose yourself trying to impress somebody else. Um yeah, just be good. Just be happy. It's gloomy out here today. It's probably because our day's on the phone. Um, but, you know, we'll get it right back and, you know, we'll be on and popping again. Um, but, yeah, try to have an awesome week. Oh, wait, is it going to be my bro- my brother's birthday by next? No, no. Um, a very, very special birthday shout-out, early birthday shout-out to Nins, uh, my absolute best friend, who is going to be celebrating her birthday on the 17th. Um, so you guys show some love. Um, this show would not happen as it is without her. A lot of times, half the shit that I want to say, she's the one that stops me from saying it because I don't have filters. Don't have sense. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, you know, just go ahead and you know show us some love this week. Um, Also, tell her to drop her her bread price. Every every yeah yeah. (laughs) So everybody should um you know um 
everybody in the Rance family, make sure you head to head over to her page on on Thursday. Is it Thursday? No, Friday. Friday. Friday and bombard her with some love and uh, make her feel as special as she is to us. And um, yeah, just everybody have a good time. Have you know, have a good week. Think better. Do better. Be better. And um, yeah, you listen to another edition of the Rant Show on Giddy Lounge Radio. My song of the week is Davido's new track, "Wah um, Baby." I don't know why Yoruba men keep singing about Igbo women, but you know, um, you know, I I I have a I have a hypothesis. I feel like Yoruba men sing about Igbo women. They sing about things that they cannot stay faithful to, and <laughs> and. Um, and Igbo, even so you the, admit that you're all cheaters and liars. If, me, me, I don't go for Igbo women. And even you know, I feel you know how I feel strongly about Igbo women. And um, even the I, even the Igbo men. What do you what do you what do you feel about Igbo women? Even the Igbo men, all the all the Igbo men do is sing about you people like your plates of jollof rice. So wow. I don't know what's going on with you people, but you know, show my. Uh, Igbo woman. Shoma is winning for you people this year. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Um, from Dio and myself. Um, have a good night. Stay up. The podcast is going to be up shortly on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Download, retweet, share. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Good night. Whenever somebody asks me, is the ranch show international? All I can say is... Carido, carido, carido. Carido, 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 when in France, Carido, Barcelona, Carido, Amsterdam, Carido, when in London, Carido, Italy, Carido, Carido. You're listening to The Rants on Giddy Lounge Radio with my son, the Wordsmith. Keep it locked. Mommy Ranter says so. Locked up, they won't let me out. Won't put me for trouble. What is my, what is my crime? Oh, you justify, justify us. What if I, what if I die? Die. You must be a bumble. You blow my, you blow my mind. No, be my, no, be my man.
I'ma be the boom ba boom ba boom. Ba boom. I'll take you for the weekend. Many girls, but you. Oh, 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 oh,